0: What's up, friends? Welcome back to another NFT, three sixty five. And just got a big shout out. You know, we've our Discord has been really just uh, an amazing place over these last uh, many weeks. And I know I've been traveling and been a little busy and uh, occupied. And you know, it's it's been so much fun to see. You know, just shout out to our amazing community managers. Uh, shout out to so many of you that have jumped in. You know, Many of you are, are newer to the podcast or new to our Discord. Uh, I always love seeing like, hey, I've been listening to the podcast for months. Finally decided to jump in the Discord. So I just want to give a big shout out to um, all of those in the Discord. You know, Also shout out to all those that are coming up to NFT NYC. And of course, if you're not coming to NFT NYC, which really is kind of like the big Super Bowl or it's the South by Southwest of Web3 at the moment, uh, you know, make sure you're checking out the hashtags. And unfortunately, on Twitter... Hashtags can get a little confusing at NFT events, so or at any event really, period. And this is a little bit of a rant for me, but um just gonna you know, be wanna you wanna search a hashtag, hashtag NFT NYC. Hashtag NFT NYC2022 and probably NFT NYC22. Uh and you know if there's others that are dyslexia like me and might tweet out, uh NYC NFT. We might want to check that one as well. But lots of good information will be shared. I know lots of uh, activations, videos. We're going to have our team there. We're going to be sharing into the Discord, on our Twitter channel, on our Instagram uh, stories. Make sure you're following the podcast. We are active over on Facebook. We are active on Instagram. We are active on the Twitters as well. Just under the same name. Pretty Keep keep it simple, stupid here. NFT 365 Podcast. So make sure you check us out. And, you know, it's funny. The, this Today's episode... You know, this topic has become up a bunch, but it's been so interesting to me because I feel like, like where, where data is very present, and I always tweet out, the blockchain doesn't lie, or I think I say, the blockchain don't lie, uh, but the blockchain doesn't lie. One of the narratives that's been spread for a long while is about how bad for the environment the blockchain is and the, like the design of the technology and how, how, um, how inefficient it is. And, you know, I've always, you know, I believe we need to be better than we have in the past. I believe that we have to learn from our mistakes of not, you know, setting ourselves up to protect the environment and the world around us. You know, I, I do believe we have to be consciously, consciously aware of that. But I think we also have to be very careful with like the assumptions and the way that we label things or even how we hear things. Like there's been some brands that have contacted us to work with us and they say like, hey, we can't, you know, we can't move forward or we're not gonna be able to deploy this unless we find an energy efficient blockchain. But that's also the same brand that is paying for a digital billboard in New York City that rotates 24 hours a day. The other thing to think about is like the, the dryers, just in the, our country, the USA, the, the, you know, our washer and dryer setup that we use, that actually consumes more energy than all of the blockchains does. Now, the other piece of this, and I'm going to pull in. I uh, actually found a report that was uh, that was shared out, um, and it's from uh, you know the Value Chain uh, Pro, and it was a report that was uh, pulled out, uh, I guess, a month and a half ago, and they did some research, um, you know, kind of comparing uh, Bitcoin's consumption through proof of work. Uh, consensus, consensus mechanisms. And they said, based on physics, information, science, and economics, they compare the energy consumption and define what it is. What is the energy efficiency of both the current monetary payment systems and Bitcoin. And they've actually found that Bitcoin consumes 56 times less energy than the classic systems that that we, that we are familiar with as far as POS systems, you know, the, the, the point of sale systems, and also that the proof of work transaction proves to be one to five times more energy efficient. And so, the, of course, this is talking blockchain, but we can also kind of dive, you know, throw that into this NFT space, right? Because there is something that is said about the proof of work blockchain mechanisms within uh, underneath of an NFT where, you know, the gas prices and the mining that it could actually be you know, more efficient. And I know there's lots of ways that we're working on that. We're excited for some of the things that are that are coming uh, down the pipe. But yes, the the idea that that we use lots of computers to c- solve lots of complex problems. Right. That's where the mining goes. But not only do not are not all blockchains built the same. But there's also this idea of not only proof of stake, which is what Ethereum is moving to away from you know a proof of work uh, environment, but we also have to be very cautious about like you know how do we think about energy consumption you know with the internet, or we think of energy consumption with our you know the video games that we're playing, and in many cases. The actual video game, the gaming that is being designed on the blockchain layer are actually more efficient and more energy, unless en- they produce, require less energy than what we're using today with our, you know, between our Xbox or our, our current gaming um, solutions. The other part of this that I think is really interesting is that, you know, when we look at some of the, the ways that we can identify, um, you know, server. Consumption, where servers live, how this the whole thing kind come, of comes together. We also have to realize that the mining of of Bitcoin and the mining of of cryptocurrency, it actually doesn't require like you know farmland. It doesn't require like the perfect environment, the perfect wind tunnel, like maybe wind does or with solar have to be in the perfect environment. And so, in many cases, we can actually set up the the functionality you know that's powering the blockchain in areas of the country and in places that are currently either in and in, you know, they're not able to live in, I can't figure out how to say that word in inhabitable. There we go. I had to slow down for a minute, right? Slow down to go fast. Um, in an, you know, so we're able to, you know, maybe it's, you know, the, a desert location, maybe it's a location that has been over farmed and we can actually, you know, install and, and be able to create mining in those areas. The other piece of this is that, you know, what what is the consumption that we that we are replacing as far as some of these interactions right like if we think about it like how many times do we go to, we drive to a bank and the employees go to a bank to work well if we are going driving to a bank less and we're able to make transactions you know, more efficiently, right? If I want to send money to a different country, I, you know, shout out to the, the Bankless podcast. They had Kevin O'Leary on. I thought Kevin O'Leary broke that down where he was talking about like, anytime he was cha- he was exchanging mass amounts of money from like the US to Switzerland, it's like a three-day process, lots of paperwork, lots of phone calls. Yet in the cryptocurrency side, not only can it be done in an instant, but there's a lot less man hours, a lot less of these things that, that are really, um, in many cases, take up uh, energy and time. And so- you know, I, I, it's funny, I, I, if I jump on TikTok, which I do just about every day, uh, I consume mostly. I, I just love you know, consuming on TikTok. We do create um, some podcast content there on TikTok as well for anyone who wants to check us out. Uh, we have both a podcast, Twitter, uh, TikTok account, and fans, my, uh, my account. But the thing I hear, I see a lot in the comments when people are hating on a celebrity or an influencer that's talking about crypto or talking about NFTs, is they default to like, hey, you're ruining the environment, and hey, there's that's where like people are stealing things from each other, and then they'll say things like, yeah, that's where um, you know people steal people's art and make millions off of it. But we have to be very careful in these scenarios because in many cases, even when art is being stolen, we're we're like we're making it as if art has not been stolen forever, but now we're actually giving ways that that artists can actually add. Residual, you know, uh, you know, payments and residual percentages, you know, th- in perpetuity. And sorry, that was my alarm. It is one forty p.m., which means it is Adderall time. And just uh, for those that are, you know, great time to take a check for your mental health. It's also, you know, let's remove the biases and stigmas around medication in that that world as well. But I, I, one of the, I just want to put this out there is that, you know, some of the tokens, some of the the methodology that we're using is actually going to improve things. Some things that we are currently using by default could be improved on. And that's what we need to think about. But we also have to listen for understanding why are people saying and bringing that up? For some people, it is because they care about the environment. They only drive a Tesla. They don't do a washer and dryer. They hang their clothes out on the the line. For others... it's, it's kind of a nice excuse. They can kind of just, they can throw that out there and it's hard to, you know, for people to kind of debunk it. And then for others, it's the way that they they get to avoid change and they get to say, I don't have to do that, or I'm not going to do it that way because it's bad for the environment. And that's like a a crutch. And I just want to make sure that that's kind of very clear that, you know, when we start breaking this all down and there's some great resources out there, you know, um, one of the things that I, you know, I, I, I'll put some of these couple of articles that i found, you know, that, you know ethereum has a fixed energy consumption at a given point of time while like a network like a financial trading network or you know a lot of these other things the those transactions you know don't actually increase or affect energy consumption of the network because it's actually predetermined right and you can actually think of ethereum kind of like a train engine throttled to the same speed all day long right it keeps running by the miners, you know, and how they've kind of set it up with their exchange. And then we just pay more to have our transactions, you know, uh, up in the front of the line, not in the back of the line, right? In the back. We want to be closer to the front of the train because it gets there first. And that's why we pay more gas to get there first. And if more people are paying a higher price to get to the front of the train, then we have to pay an even higher price to get to the front of the train. And that's why the gas fees go up. But just like with gas fees, like gas fees are a necessary evil in the sense that, they allow us to, to to have those secure transactions that the built the blockchain is built on. So every time that you're you get frustrated, you're thinking you know down on um, you know gas fees. Think about it from the standpoint of it is really a built in um, you know it's us allow it's us paying for the right and the ability to transact and interact without borders, without limitations at the speed of light within, in ways that are authenticated and minted and, and using computers and tech and power and, you know, really technology and computers that we, none of us would have even thought would be um, usable, let alone we would have access to. And the last thing I just want to say on this is like, you know, when we look at how we compare things. We also have to look at like the things that we love, right? Our devices. And I think it's important for us to be aware. It's important for us to be, to, to try to be better. But let's also just not allow stigmas and biases and rumors and uh, you know, things that, that let's that, true. Like we need a, we need a solution before we only make the problem, the entire part of the conversation. The last thing I'll just say on this as well, and I think it's just an important piece of you know, when we're, we're kind of moving forward, not only on like what is the reason for gas, but you know, when we think about like Ethereum and the smart contracts that are built in there, there's a lot of automation. Even within a DAO, right? a decentralized autonomous organization, the autonomous element that we are allowing computers to do things for us so that automatically that's built in through the code, that also gives us back man hours, gives us back time. And in many cases, can save us from consuming other types of energy or doing things and and, and doing mundane tasks that we've done it where we drive somewhere or we keep the power or the lights on uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So like let's just take a little bit of a step back and also just think about it if whoever's bringing that up to you, right? I know a lot of Gen Zers on TikTok, they comment on, on almost all the videos that are you know massively successful, like complaining about that and and I understand that this change is difficult and it's hard. And for, for many it's explained poorly, but if we have focus on education, we focus on empowering innovation. And if we believe together, we can work to find the most optimal solutions possible. It's less about saying, Hey, that thing sucks. It's more about saying, Hey, I wish it could be better. And I want to be part of that solution. I appreciate you for being a part of this podcast. And yes, that was a professional little transition there to, uh, send us home. And just remember my friends, do your own damn research. Don't like take someone's rumor or someone's, uh, information and don't even take this, like go do your own research about energy efficiency, but don't just do one Google search and say, is our blockchains energy efficient? Like go deeper than that. Start to understand, compare that to other transactions, you know, other currency transactions, compare that to other, you know, uh, things in our houses that we decide not to replace or the things that we use. All of these things must come, in, come into factor. And we also must understand that there are a lot of things that we'll, we will replace with the blockchain that are not only energy consumption, but the things that, that ultimately should just fall into the background. Until tomorrow, my friends, make it a great day. Cheers. Joe is not financial advice, so do your own damn research.